0: Good evening, and welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish here at St. Mary of the Mount Church as we celebrate Palm Sunday of the Passion of the Lord. Assisting us today, our lector is Madonna Smith. Serving as your musician, my name is Thomas Conroy, and I'm happy to have members of the Bell Choir here to enhance the liturgy. Our presider
1: is Father Daniel. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. With your My dear family, since the beginning of Lent until now, we have prepared our hearts by penance and charitable works. Today, we gather together to herald with the whole church the beginning of the celebration of our Lord's paschal mystery, that is to say, of his passion and resurrection. For it was to accomplish this mystery that he entered his own city of Jerusalem. Therefore, with all faith and devotion, let us commemorate the Lord's entry into the city for our salvation following in his footsteps, so that, being made by his grace, partakers of the cross, we may have a share also in his resurrection and in his life. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, sanctify these branches with your blessing that we who follow Christ the King in exaltation may teach the eternal Jerusalem, may reach the eternal Jerusalem through him who lives and reigns forever and ever. Let the church say amen. amen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When Jesus and his disciples drew near to Jerusalem, Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the village opposite you and immediately on entering it, you will find a colt tethered on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone should say to you, why are you doing this reply the master has need of it and we and will send it back here at once so they went off and found a colt tethered at a gate outside on the street and they untied it some of the bystanders said to them what are you doing untying the colt they answered them just as Jesus had told them to and they permitted them to do it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and put their cloaks over it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. Those preceding him, as well as those following, kept crying out, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that is to come. Hosanna in the highest. The gospel of the Lord. Lord My family, let us now go forth in peace.
2: when they heard that jesus was coming sing hosanna to the chosen one all the people went out to meet him sing hosanna to the chosen one sing hosanna sing hosanna sing hosanna to the chosen one Spread their cloaks and branches before him Sing hosanna to the Chosen One Children sang with palm branches waving Sing hosanna to the Chosen One Sing hosanna, sing hosanna Sing hosanna to the Chosen One Blessed is he like David before him Sing hosanna to the Chosen One Blessed is he God's blessings upon him Sing hosanna to the Chosen One Sing hosanna, sing hosanna Sing hosanna to the Chosen One
1: Let us pray, almighty ever living God, who as an example of humility for the human race to follow, caused our savior to take flesh and submit to the cross, graciously grant that we may heed his lesson of patient suffering and so merit a share in his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. My family, please now be seated for readings from sacred scripture. But please know that due to the lengthy passages of sacred scripture, in particular, the gospel. passage, the passion narrative, I ask you all to please remain seated even during the gospel. Also, I ask you that we listen attentively to all the sacred scripture, of course, as you always do, but try to really enter into it prayerfully, calling upon the Holy Spirit to open your mind, to purify your hearts. And when you listen to the sacred scripture, again, you'll be seated, try to just listen very attentively. And then try to pay attention to what is prompted within you. Oh, please, no, this is the homily. <laughs> There's not going to be a homily after the Passion just so you all know. Uh, So just try to pay attention to what's in your mind and heart and what's prompted within you when you hear the passages of sacred scripture, in particular, the gospel narrative. And really pay attention to your feelings. What feelings are are, are prompted in in the listening of the prayerful proclamation of the passion narrative? Really try to pay attention and then prayerfully open yourself up to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, whatever that thought or that feeling may be. For me, again, this is the homily, for me, in praying over the Passion narrative, what struck me is that at the moment of Jesus' death, which we will pause and really reflect just for a few moments on what that really means. At the moment of Jesus's death, the veil, which is a large curtain, the veil hanging in the temple in Jerusalem was torn in two. And the gospel narrative just breezes on through it because the author of the gospel were proclaiming Mark he was writing to prominent, primarily Jewish converts who already understood the significance of the veil in the temple. What the veil did was it separated the temple area, the holy place, from the holy of holies, where God's presence was. It was a physical barrier, a very thick and ornate veil that would only have one priest enter once a year because it was that holy. The veil separated everybody, the people, from the presence of God. Fascinating. With that now in mind and heart, at the moment of Jesus's death, farther away, the veil was torn in two. What does that signify? That that separation between God and humanity has now been removed. We now have access to God because previously in our sinfulness we did not have access to God. We offended God and were separated from him. The veil. And at the moment of Jesus' death the veil was torn in two, giving us access. And what's that access? The forgiveness of our sin and life eternal. So let's just prayerfully listen now to the sacred scripture proclaimed.
3: A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord God has given me a well chained tongue that I might know how to speak to the weary, a word that will rouse them. Morning after morning, he opened my ear that I may hear. And I have not rebelled. I have not turned back. I gave my back to those who beat me, my cheek to those who plucked my beard. My faith I did not shield from buffets and spitting. The Lord God is my help, therefore I'm not disgraced. I have set my faith like flint, knowing that I shall not be put to shame. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? All who seek me, scoff at me. They mock me with parted lips. They wag their heads. He relied on the Lord, let him deliver him. Let him rescue him if he loves him. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Indeed, many dogs surround me. A pack of evildoers closes in about me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? They divide my garments among them, and for my vesture they cast lots. But you, O Lord, are not far from me. O my help, hasten to aid me. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? I will proclaim your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, give glory to him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. My God, my God, Why have you abandoned me?
3: A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God, something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave coming in human likeness and found human in appearance. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed upon him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, Every knee should bend of those in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord expresses God
2: to you O word of God Lord Jesus Christ glory to you O word of God Lord Jesus Christ Christ became obedient to the point of death even death on a Cross because of this God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. Glory to you, O Word of God Lord Jesus Christ.
1: The Passion of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. The Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were to take place in two days' time. So the chief priests and the scribes were seeking a way to arrest Jesus by treachery and put him to death. They said, not during the festival, for fear that there may be a riot among the people. When he was in Bethany, reclining at table, in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of perfumed oil, costly, genuine sparknard. She broke the alabaster jar and poured it on Jesus' head. There were some who were indignant. Why has there been this waste of perfumed oil? It could have been sold for more than 300 days' wages and the money given to the poor. They were infuriated with her. Jesus said, Let her alone. Why do you make trouble for her? She has done a good thing for me. The poor will always have you will always have with you, and whenever you wish, you can do good to them. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could she has anticipated anointing my body for burial. Amen, I say to you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed to the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the 12, went off to the chief priests to hand Jesus over to them. When they heard him, they were pleased and promised to pay him money then he looked for an opportunity to hand Jesus over. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the city and a man will meet you carrying a water or jar of water. Follow him. Wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room furnished and ready. Make the preparations for us there. The disciples then went off, entered the city, and found it just as Jesus had told them and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he came with the 12, and as they reclined at table and were eating, Jesus said, Amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be distressed and say to him, one by one, surely it is not I. Jesus said to them, One of the twelve, the one who dips with me into the dish. For the Son of Man indeed goes as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had never been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them, and said, Take it, this is my body. Then he took a cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, and they all drank from it. He said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which will be shed for many. Amen, I say to you, I shall not drink again the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, all of you will have your faith shaken, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be dispersed. But after I have been raised up, I shall go before you to Galilee. Peter said to Jesus, even though all should have their faith faith shaken, mine will not be. Then Jesus said to Peter, amen, I say to you, this very night, before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. But Peter vehemently replied, even though I should have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they all spoke similarly. Then they came to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter, James, and John, and began to be troubled and distressed. Then Jesus said to them, my soul is sorrowful even to death. Remain here and keep watch. Jesus advanced a little and fell to the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass by him. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible to you. Take this cup away from me, but not what I will, but what you will. When Jesus returned, he found them asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray that you may not undergo the test. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Withdrawing again, Jesus prayed, saying the same thing. Then he returned once more and found them asleep, for they could not keep their eyes open and did not know what to answer him. Jesus returned a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is to be handed over to sinners. Get up, let us go. See, my betrayer is at hand. Then, while Jesus was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived, accompanied by a crowd with swords and clubs, who had come from the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. Jesus' betrayer had arranged a signal with them, saying, The man I shall kiss is the one. Arrest him and lead him away securely. He came and immediately went over to Jesus and said, Rabbi, and he kissed him. At this, they laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. One of the bystanders drew his sword, struck the high priest's servant, and cut off his ear. Jesus said to them in reply, Have you come out as against a robber, with swords and clubs, to seize me? Day after day I was with you, teaching in the temple area. Yet you did not arrest me, but that the scriptures may be fulfilled. And they all left him and fled. Now a young man followed followed Jesus, wearing nothing but a linen cloth about his body. They seized him, but he left the cloth behind and ran off naked. They led Jesus away to the high priest, and all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes came together. Peter followed him at a distance into the high priest's courtyard and was seated with the guards, warming himself at the fire. The chief priests and the entire Sanhedrin kept trying to obtain testimony against Jesus in order to put him to death, but they found none. Many gave false witness against him, but their testimony did not agree. Some took the stand and testified falsely against Jesus, alleging, we heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with hands, and within three days I will build another not made with hands. Even so, their testimony did not agree. The high priest rose before the assembly and questioned Jesus, saying, have you no answer? What are these men testifying against you? But Jesus was silent and answered nothing. Again, the high priest asked Jesus and said to him, are you the Christ, the son of the blessed one? Then Jesus answered, I am. And you will see the son of man seated at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven at that the high priest tore his garments and said, what further need have we of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned Jesus as deserving to die. Some began to spit on him. They blindfolded him and struck him and said to him, prophesy. And the guards greeted him with blows. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the high priest's maids came along. Seeing Peter warming himself, she looked intently at him and said, "'You too were with the Nazarene, Jesus.' But Peter denied it, saying, "'I neither know nor understand "'what you are talking about.' So he went out into the outer courtyard. Then the cock crowed. The maid saw him, and began again to say to the bystanders, this man is one of them. Once again, Peter denied it. A little later, the bystanders said to Peter once more, surely you are one of them, for you too are a Galilean. Peter began to curse and to swear, I do not know this man about whom you are talking. And immediately a cock crowed a second time. Then Peter remembered the word that Jesus had said to him, before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. Peter broke down and wept. As soon as morning came, the chief priests with the elders and the scribes, that is the whole Sanhedrin, held a council. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate questioned him. Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him in reply, You say so. The chief priests accused him of many things. Again, Pilate questioned Jesus. Have you no answer? See how many things they accuse you of. Jesus gave him no further answer, so that Pilate was amazed. Now, on the occasion of the feast, Pilate used to release to them one prisoner whom they requested. A man called Barabbas was then in prison, along with the rebels who had committed murder in a rebellion. The crowd came forward and began to ask him to do for them as he was accustomed. Pilate answered, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he knew that it was out of envy that the chief priests had handed Jesus over. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release Barabbas to them instead. Pilate again said to them in reply, then what do you want me to do with the man you call the king of the Jews? They shouted again, crucify him. Pilate said to them, why? What evil has he done? They only shouted the louder, crucify him. So Pilate wishing to satisfy the crowd, released Barabbas to them, and after he had Jesus scourged, handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers led him away inside the palace, that is the praetorium, and assembled the whole cohort. They clothed Jesus in purple, and weaving a crown of thorns, placed it on his head they began to salute him with, Hail, King of the Jews, and kept striking his head with a reed and spitting upon him. They knelt before him in homage, and when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple cloak, dressed him in his own clothes, and led him out to crucify him. They pressed into service a passerby, Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus to carry his cross. They brought him to the place of Golgotha, which is translated place of the skull. They gave him wine drugged with myrrh, but he did not take it. Then they crucified Jesus and divided his garments by casting lots for them to see what each should take. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified Jesus. The inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. With him they crucified two revolutionaries, one on his right and one on his left. Those passing by reviled him, shaking their heads and saying, Ah, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, Save yourself by coming down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests and the scribes mocked Jesus among themselves and said, He saved others, he cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also kept abusing him. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three o'clock, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is translated, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders who heard it said, Look, he is calling Elijah. One of them ran, soaked a sponge with wine, put it on a reed, and gave it to Jesus to drink, saying, Wait, let us see if Elijah comes to take him down. Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last The veil of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. Then the centurion who stood facing Jesus saw how he breathed his last and said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. There were also women looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of the younger James and of Joseph, and of Salome. These women had followed Jesus when he was in Galilee and ministered to him. There were also many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem. When it was already evening, since it was the day of preparation, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a distinguished member of the council, who was himself awaiting the kingdom of God, came and courageously went to Pilate, and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate was amazed that he was already dead. He summoned the centurion and asked him if Jesus had already died. And when he learned of it from the centurion, he gave the body to Joseph. Having bought a linen cloth, he took Jesus down, wrapped him in the linen cloth and laid Jesus in a tomb that had been hewn out of the rock. When he rolled a stone, then he rolled a stone against the entrance to the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, watched where Jesus was laid. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us now turn to our loving Father, with trust. And let us ask him to hear our prayers by responding to these petitions with the words, Lord, Lord, hear our prayer.
3: For the power of forgiveness, that God will free us from our false attachments and sinful actions, and open us to the power of forgiveness.
1: Mm. We pray. Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. prayer
3: for each one of us gathered here today, Mm. that God may continue to lead us in this Lenten season, cleansing our hearts and giving us steadfast spirits. We pray.
1: Lord, hear our prayer.
3: For healing and strength, Mm. that God will heal the sick, curb the transmission of the coronavirus, sustain caregivers, and guide those who are working to administer the vaccine, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For an end to gun violence and racism, Mm. safety of all people of Asian descent, Mm. and healing of affected communities in Atlanta, Georgia, and Boulder, Colorado. We pray.
1: Lord, hear our prayer.
3: For those who have died in our parish community, especially Patrick Quinn, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom. We pray.
1: Lord, hear our prayer.
3: We remember today James B. Weiner and all the intentions present on the altar along with those who hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray.
1: Lord, hear our prayer.
3: Our prayer for unity. We raise our voices to the most blessed Virgin Mary, our mother, and to her most glorious son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greater commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a hope for peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community, united in spirit. In your name we pray.
1: Amen. Please now be seated for the preparation of the altar and the celebration of the Eucharist. Please stand, and at the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we now dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses Peace I leave you. My peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will. Who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with and with your spirit. Spirit. Let us offer each other a sign of peace. 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 For those joining us via the internet, we now pray a prayer for spiritual communion.
3: My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you are already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. We have several announcements. The schedule for Holy Week and Easter services may be found in this week's bulletin. I believe it is also posted on the doors at the entrances. Beginning Saturday, April 10th, the Saturday evening mass, this mass, will have a time change to 5.30. See today's bulletin for additional details. Good Friday will be our final fish fries of the season, both up here on the Mount at Sullivan Hall and at the parish center on the south side. If you are planning to come to mass on Easter, please take note There is more seating available at St. Adalbert Church on the south side. Easter mass times at St. Adalbert Church are Easter Vigil at 7 p.m. Saturday night, one week from tonight, and then on Easter Sunday, St. Adalbert, 9 a.m. Again, for
1: our prayerful proclamation of the sacred scripture, I encourage you to pray and open your mind and heart as best you can by the power of the Holy Spirit to find out what, what the Holy Spirit is prompting within you. So whatever was prompted, whatever came to mind, whatever struck you as curious, whatever struck you as odd in the proclamation of the sacred scripture. And also, I ask you to pay attention to your feelings. What, what feelings were prompted in hearing the proclamation of the sacred scripture? Did you, were you annoyed? Were you sad? Were you upset? Were you unsettled? It's something to take further to prayer and to really enter into it. And if you want to talk about it some other time or later this week, please give me a call. That's what I'm here for, to really dig into the sacred scriptures, really dig into the sacred mysteries of our faith, to enhance our relationship with Jesus Christ so that we may have life here and now and life eternal. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us stand and pray. Nourished with these most sacred gifts, we humbly beseech you, O Lord, That just as through the death of your Son, you have brought us to hope for what we believe, so by his resurrection, you may lead us to where you call, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Bow down for the blessing. Look, we pray, O Lord, on this your family, for whom our Lord Jesus Christ did not hesitate to be delivered into the hands of the wicked and submit to the agony of the cross who lives and reigns forever and ever. Let the church say amen. Amen. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God.
3: This podcast is the property of the Southside
1: Mount Washington Parish community, all rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe, and please know that we are always praying for you.
2: At the feet of Jesus, at the feet of Jesus, it's the best place in the whole wide world the feet of Jesus, at the feet of Jesus, it's the best place in the whole wide world.